Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to a bonus episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I'm talking to the one and only Danny Flamingo, who many of you may know uh, as uh, Buddy Roberts. He's going to be playing Buddy Roberts in the upcoming movie, The Iron Claw. And uh, I've known this gentleman for a long time. He was actually on the show as a guest back in 2015, uh, where we had a discussion about how he got into wrestling and whatnot. But tonight we're going to talk about the movie and his part in the movie and maybe some other shenanigans we'll get into. Uh... I guess I shouldn't say your shoot name. I called you Danny Flamingo, so I'll try to stay away from the other one. What's up, man? How you doing? Fantastic, baby. Fantastic. I actually got want to toot my own horn. Um, unless it aired differently from what I understood, I was the inaugural guest on your show. I was the first interview on your podcast show. Is that not correct? Uh, Rod Price was the first guest. <laughs> Oh, damn. Damn, Rod Price. Okay, well, I guess I could. Uh, I mean, if anybody's going to beat me out, it's got to be Rod, man. Rod's fucking awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I not curse? No, you can curse. So, actually, it was Rod Price, uh, Byron Wilcott, Big Daddy Yum Yum, and then you, I believe. Yum Yum. You got Big Daddy. I will take third to Big Daddy Yum Yum any day of the week, and I know that sounded weird saying that out loud. <laughs> Now, what's going to happen is somebody's going to go back and look at the old files and tell me uh, I got them the order wrong or somebody else was in there. But that's actually how I remember it, I believe. It was, I know you were before Luke because I remember specifically, I talked to Luke July 4th weekend of 2015 because I remember that specifically. We were talking about July 4th and you were, you I think you were before that. So I'm pretty sure you were like third. Uh, so yeah, you got in before the, the head man behind Wildcat did. I mean, I'm just I'm just happy to be marked out. I mean, I ain't going to lie. Like I said in our, our first podcast, it's one of the things that's exciting because, God, I hated your guts when I was a kid. Jesus Christ, it was amazing. I was so right. hooked as a kid. So I'm excited to be here again. So tell, uh, for people, because, again, this was eight years ago, eight and a half years ago now when you were first on the show. Jesus for Christ, the people who, who haven't heard the story about um, the first time you knew who I was, uh, going back way back to the to the mid to late nineties, tell a story about how you uh, first encountered me, and then how we then met at Wildcat several uh, years back, maybe two thousand and sixteen or so. no, it would have been before that, no, two thousand thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. So um, tell a so tell a tell a story. Tell a story. Uh, me being the Shalmation sensation, Danny Flamingo. I'm originally from Saint Bernard Parish, and Shalmet. St. Bernard Civic Center has a very rich history 
of professional wrestling. Um, and I had gotten into wrestling around 96-ish um, when the NWO first started. So I'm going to wrestling at the St. Bernard Civic Center, and you were a part of the group. Was it the Furious Five or the Frightful Five or something like that? And yeah. uh, the Menace of Society, which I thought was the biggest douchebag on the planet. I mean, yelling at you in your face. I can't believe you got as close to me as you did. Now being a worker, I get it, and it's even more hilarious. But as a kid, I never thought the audacity for you to get so close to me, considering I was a fan, would go to the St. Bernard Civic Center religiously, religiously. Um, I can't remember or not if you remember that y'all had that hardcore match where um, the chain popped up out of nowhere. Um, I don't think you were involved with it. It was two other guys. I forget what it was. I had snuck a chain in and handed it to the baby face. It was, again, it was wild times back then, wild times. Um, so I remember vividly hating you for most of my child, most of my, my, uh, my teen years. And then fast forward to being an adult, you know, 20 years later, 30 years, I mean, um, 15 years later, I'm at Wildcat Sports and here I am. It's my first show and I'm doing security and I'm standing and I'm between the ring and the locker room. And I look over and sure enough, you sitting at the top of the bleachers well, at the time, I was your wife, but I assumed it was your wife because y'all were the only two. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, there's no way that's menace to society. You I'm caught looking, me walking in, actually. You caught me when I, I walked in and sat down, actually, in the front row of the bleachers. Was it that? I remember. Yeah, I, remember yeah. I, I don't remember you walking in, but I do remember seeing you on the bleachers. Oh, no, you know what? You're right, because by the time you got into the bleachers, I was like, all right, I'm going to go ask if this is him. And um, I forget, I, I think I asked somebody else because I didn't want to look stupid. And I mean stupid, stupid, if it, you weren't who I thought you were. Uh, and I forget who it was I asked. I'm like, hey, man, I was like, that guy, that guy's a wrestler, isn't he? And somebody, it might have been Harper of all people. Um, he's like, it used to be a wrestler. It was like, I was like, his name was Menace of Society, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I got to go talk to that guy. <laughs> and uh, sure, were you surprised that I knew who you were? Like, do people at Wildcat shows come up to you? Like, did that ever happen? Uh, so, so that was the day and age by that point that Facebook had become a thing. And actually, ironically, there were several people from just the indies back in the day that um, like fans that reached out to me from from uh-huh. whether it was Chalmette or South, you know, the southern part of Mississippi, Alabama, a- anywhere where I worked in like the, the Gulf Coast uh, during the during the 90s. So like um and sadly, a couple of them have passed away in the last couple of years. Uh, I remember one of them uh, he used to message me all the time. So you, it, it didn't actually like shock me, uh, although you were one of the only couple folks who like walked up to me um, because you got to put it in perspective. That's 1996 that, you know, I'm in South Louisiana wrestling shows, 96, 97, 98, you know. So here we are talking 2013 it's 15 16 years later now that's right a, that's a good bit of time and so yeah and you can change i mean i could tell you right now I, i'm nowhere near the size i was then in terms of like uh weight i was probably close to 270 275 back then you know I, by the time you were looking at me i was maybe 205 or something so i didn't have braids or any type of hair I, you know bald head by this point so um yeah, it kind of it was a little shocking in that respect because you know you know you just change a lot in fifteen years. So, um, and, and you look totally you know this um, when you have your gear on 
you look a lot different than you look with just I'll call it civilian clothes, not that we're in the military. Yep. But we look so different when we're just sitting there with jeans and a polo and we're not geared up with boots and tights or jerseys like I used to wear. So um it's a little 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 bit shocking. You know, and at first I was like, um, you know, the the radar goes off like, oh man, is this a this is a rib, you know, but, um, right, so a right. lot of like that, that, ha- that happens too when it's, when you're talking about wrestlers too, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was really cool, uh, that you came up to me and my, my wife was like, who's he think you are? I was like, oh, he didn't think I'm anybody. He knows that I was, uh, the one and only minister society who ran the Gulf coast. And, um, yeah, he remembered me from, from back in the day. So that was that. So it was really cool, you know, and I'm glad you came up to me cause then we got to talk and became friends and, and whatnot and um you know you were you were one of a couple uh, your former one of the former ring announcers for wildcat remembered me there's been a few who like i knew and of course i knew luke back when um when i was working back in the day but yeah it it was uh it was fun man it was cool my my wife was the most surprised because she she didn't she was like are you freaking she was like are you fucking serious um because that was her that was her first time seeing seeing that like you know because i mean she didn't really i mean we were together uh at the end of my wrestling days a little but she really just never got into it and she's not a wrestling fan so yeah it kind of shocked her a little see that's funny because I, I i i know the feeling of having that and nobody's expecting it and having so so i'm very happy that i got to do that for you like i mean I, again it was exciting to see you i mean it it with wrestling is crazy because I sit back and like today we're you know we talking about iron the Iron Claw, but it's like the things in professional wrestling I have done I have never would never in a million years if I'd have told myself ten years ago twenty years ago hey you're gonna do this hey you're gonna do that there's no way I would have believed it like it, it's just impossible the things that I've got to do which is super cool you know I mean like it, it's it, it is neat I have to say it's, it's professional wrestling is something else you're actually one of the um, at the show I found Wildcat at, it was a UWF show at um at St. Bernard Civic Center. The main event was Orlando Jordan versus Rosie. Yep. With Chris Harp Chris Harper as the referee. Yep. And I didn't know that at the time. Um, but uh I found Wildcat there and they actually teased you at the end of that show saying that you were going to come back at the next show. And uh, I looked at my old lady, and I'm like, dude, if that guy from Medicine Society comes, it is going to be amazing. She says, why? And I tell her about all the heel stuff and everything like that. And I was like, dude, I was like, that guy was so hated in this building. I was like, I'm buying tickets for the next show just because he's there. And then in the same breath, I looked at it, I said, they're probably never going to have a UWF show. It's been 20 years <laughs> since the last one. It'll be another 20 years before the next one. <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that show i couldn't make it i actually uh was going out of town on vacation when i was told what the dates were and i'm like dude i I can't make it so he had me send a video um of of me cutting a promo and i I think i was told they played it in the building that night i don't know if they did um joe kane told me okay so joe kane told me they did and and yeah the plan was at some point to come back i honestly i don't think i would have wrestled i just would have came in and I managed somebody. I, there's no way I was gonna. That was probably 2011-ish. So I, I wasn't gonna be taking no bumps. Um, not, no, I, I, I want to say I want to say it was 12. I want to say it was 12. 12 literally, okay. I joined Wildcat a few months later. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, so I mean that that would have been. 
Yeah, it'd been fun. Um, you know, so but you know, you you just said something. You talked about um things that you've done and with through wrestling. And one of the things before we get to the Iron Claw stuff is, you know, you on heel season one. And right. that had to be pretty cool. I, I remember seeing you, I could <laughs> on some of the clips as I watch the season. And uh it's funny, man. I'm like showing my wife, I'm like Hey, remember the guy that came up to me and was like, hey, man, are you Minister Society? I'm like, that's him right there. And then, you know, I could tell him who. I was like, look, that's Luke. That's this. And my wife gets a kick out of it, too. And when I see people, they're like, man, that's that's really cool. So uh, that's one of the things you got to do through wrestling. Heels. I mean, to, to, to see how the other half lives. I mean, we go to WWE and we, we, we do tryouts or we do extra work. And you get to see behind the scenes, which is fantastic. But then actually be a part of what they're doing is super cool. I mean, and it never would have in a million years when I thought I worked on a show with Stephen Amell, you know, which is super cool. So I yeah. mean, like it, it to, to see the amount of work they put in to a show is obnoxious. So I mean, like I, I, it's one of the things like we tell we tell our students at Wildcat when they come in, it's like, hey, the longer you stay here, we will ruin pro wrestling for you. You'll never watch pro wrestling the same way again. It's the exact same thing with the film industry. I look at a scene that we watch and the scene itself might only be two minutes, but right. the amount of work that went into a two minute scene. I mean, I've seen an hour worth of work in a 15 second scene. I can only imagine what two minutes is, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. this, the scenes that I'm in and iron claw, I mean, again, it's being able to watch on to watch what is being made for the audience. So getting to see behind the camera and in front of the camera is, is, absolutely fantastic yeah that's interesting it, it if you did equate it to wrestling it would be like all the times you're training and like all the hours you're at wrestling school and all the all the times you're practicing this and that and you're you're going through the motions and in reality most times you're only going to be out there for 15 minutes having a match but the yep. hours and hours that went into that 15 minutes, not not like planning out that match, but just in general, perfecting your trade is amazing when you consider, yeah, I spent 15 minutes, 10 minutes out here for this match, but, you know, I've been working out every single day for three hours a day. That it, It's kind of, I mean, it's not the same as the movie industry because I've never been involved with the movie industry, but I can see where you're coming from, how that 15 seconds or one minute scene, you know, took a half a day, four hours, six hours to... To, to film. It's amazing when you think about it from that point of view. It, it's funny as, as, you know, it equivalates to wrestling a lot more than what most people would think, at least the workers in the business, because I look at it as, as my first outside booking was for, for, was for Big Daddy Yum Yum, Byron, and all I had to do was go out there. I went out there with Rudy Russo, and we rolled around for like two minutes. <laughs> and at the end of two minutes... Um, uh, Luke Hawks and, um, Steve came out and just completely beat the shit out of us. Steve Anthony came out. They beat the shit out of us and threw us out the ring. I think I took, um, I took the Falcons arrow for, I took a kick to the gut and a Falcons arrow from, uh, from Steve Anthony. And it was done. The entire segment for me might've been three minutes worth of work. And I got a full payday for it. And it's like, and it's like, and some of the people they don't understand. It's like, okay, so if you only go out there for a few minutes, you still get paid. Yeah, I still get paid if I'm getting paid, you know. But I mean, if I'm paying my dues, I'm going out there. But all of it, people don't understand that from the day you walk into a school, 
I tell our students, from the day you walk into the school to the, the moment you have your first match, we are preparing you for a five-minute match. So you're going to do all of this work over all of these months, nine months, 12 months, whatever it may be, just to get you ready for that one five-minute match, period. Yeah, it's amazing to think about. And one of the things I was telling Harper one time, he, I, we were actually having a conversation about that Orlando Jordan-Rosie match. And I, you know, Harper, the first experience he had was a referee. Um, you know, mine actually, ironically, was I refed and then they did an angle where I snuck the guy from behind, cost him a match. So, but, uh, so my first time out there was actually as a ref too. But I was explaining to him how when you first start, um, and again, I've never never worked for WWE, never been in a big time, but I was telling Harper's like the first time you go out there, isn't it amazing how everything's flying past your your eyes at a million miles a second and just to try to comprehend what's happening around you, it, it, it's like a flurry and, and just trying to remember what you're supposed to be there for and what you're supposed to do. And Harper's like, oh my God, yes, I felt that way when I was refereeing. And all he was doing was refereeing. <laughs> he was just telling right, me how it was right. like, I, I, I was just trying to catch my breath. I was hyperventilating. So it's amazing. And I guarantee you those guys, when when it's like a five-minute match, they're, they're that's what they're going through. No matter how many hours they put in, they're still feeling some level of, oh, damn, this is a lot. What's funny is, as you say that, it's like, and again, the whole show business aspect is that some of these guys, some of these young kids coming up through the ranks right now, they don't understand that, you know, you can mimic somebody on WWE, but if WWE is not looking for what you have to offer, you're not going to get picked up. And it, it's not it's not so much what you can do and how you can do it. It's are they do you have what they're looking for at the moment? And the movie business is the same thing. Yeah. You know, are 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 you do you have what they're exactly looking for at that moment? You know, I mean, you think about how many guys in the Indies that never got their shot or only got their shot because of AEW coming along. Because I mean, you look at somebody like Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks was my my tag team partner in Wildcat. And was, I wrestled my first Wildcat match with him as my partner. Yep. And in that match, you look at it, you got you got Ricky Starks, me, Purple Haze, and Jay Spade. You know, and you go on, look and see what some of them guys have done. Jay Spade, I feel Jay Spade has done better in his career than I've done in mine. I mean, he's a, the first, he set the bar for the longest reigning Wildcat Sports Heavyweight Champion. He was on season one and season two of Heels. He's mm-hmm. also been in, he was the head of part in Iron Claw. He's actually in the trailer for Iron Claw. So, I mean, like, he, he's one that, again, you look at everybody in that, and then Ricky Starks. If yeah, you think is, is how difficult would it have been for somebody like Ricky Starks to get into WWE, because we all know wrestling's got a lot of politics with it, but if there wouldn't have been somewhere else to work besides TNA or WWE, AEW wouldn't have come along. You got guys like Ricky Starks that would have never really got a shot. And what, Ricky Starks got to work, work an angle with Sting? Come on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's – Again, our business is absolutely crazy. But again, like you said, people don't understand that amount of work you do for that five-minute match because that's where it all starts is that five-minute match. Yeah, I kick AEW in the shins a lot on the show. Not that I watch it <laughs> regularly. Uh, dude, I, haven't, I, I haven't watched AEW in years. Don't Right, do right. Yeah, it, it, but I, I, the one thing I always say is I actually pull for them because – in my opinion, as much as I don't like the product that they put on TV, when I do tune into it, it gives wrestlers a place to work. And I, I think that is a positive. And I like the fact that a guy like Ricky Starks 
and and some of the other folks that they've had and picked up that probably wouldn't got would not have had a chance had there not been an AEW. I'm glad for them because like when WCW was bought by WWE, it, 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 it the only game in town and in ECW you know closes well and was bought. The only game in town for many years was WWE. So like I always say, I always pull for for AEW. I mean, I just do not. I don't like it. I don't watch the shows, but I appreciate the fact that the guys have a place to work, a guy like Ricky Stark. So, um, but you said something that I wanted to uh, go into now with the iron claw. So we know you did heels and then the iron claw. So I personally think they could not have picked a better person to play buddy Roberts. And (laughs) I, I will say this. I grew up not only on mid South wrestling, but grew up, watching world-class wrestling, as did my world-class co-host, Lance Peterson. We grew up, uh, he grew up watching world-class. He didn't have Mid-South. I had Mid-South and world-class because um, I'm old enough. And when they televised it in New Orleans, also in the early 80s, early to mid-80s. So I grew up watching Buddy. Um, you are as loud as that irritating son of a bitch was. And I thought, yeah. I was like, they could not have picked a better like I, for anybody out there who's going to watch the movie. Let me let me let me explain to y'all because I, I I don't I know I know Devin I, I know he, he, Danny Flamingo here will toot his own horn, but I'm here to tell you if you've never seen him at a Wildcat show, he's very loud. He doesn't shut up. And if you remember, Buddy was very very similar uh, in world class for people who are world class fans, and I'm sure a lot of them are who are listening to this. So I don't think they could have picked a better person. Now as I say that, um, let that sink in. How did it all come about? How did you get the part? Uh, tell me, tell me about that process. So, ironically, I was working a nine to five. I was working a nine to five, and uh, my our boy, man, loving to death, Luke Hawks, gives me a call, and he says, "Hey, is it all right if I submit your name for a film?" He says they're doing a a film about the Von Erichs, and I got a part. I think you'd be really good in. And I uh, said, yeah, by all means, you know, let, let's do it. And we had already done heels. And I, I've been in a couple, several other stuff, NCIS. Um, there was another movie, Supercon, that had a, a bunch of actors in it. And never, unfortunately, never saw the light of day. But uh, so I'm like, yeah, definitely, well, you know, no problem. And he says, well, look, I'll call you back when I got more information. Usually Luke gives me a hard time because I don't always answer his phone calls right away. And he always gives me shit about it. Um, but again, it's the nine to five, you know what I'm saying? So. He calls yeah, him back and yeah. he says, he says, Hey, I think I got the parts for you. They're going to be emailing you, send them, you know, he sent him my information, pictures and things like that. And then, uh, he says, um, these are the dates that they'll ask for. Make sure you're available. So I said, okay. And, um, so no problem. Here we go. And, uh, he called back maybe, um, well, he, he told me, he's like, if they're interested in you, I sent the email. He said, if they're interested in you, they're going to call you. He says, be ready. So I'm like, all right. So now I got the headphones in. I'm still working. I'm, I'm cutting and, uh, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to be mindful. So I'm checking my phone every few minutes. Like I'm just all kind of nervous. And again, I haven't, haven't done anything. Like I, I no speaking or nothing like that. I just submitted this information. And then, um, I get the call from the producer and he's like, Hey, we're interested. We'd like you to come down and take a look and then, you know, have a look at you and take some pictures. And I said, okay, no problem. And then, uh, by the time I ended that phone call, Luke had called me back and already been like, you got the part. And I'm like, what? He says, yeah, he says, uh, he says you're going to play Buddy Roberts. And uh, just make sure you clear your off of work those days. Whatever you got to do, clear them. 
and uh and you're gonna you're gonna do that. So I'm like, okay, and sure enough, by the time I went in this talk it was no talking, like this is what we were doing. Um it wow. re- really very very much was surreal. I mean Luke takes care of all those guys. There's a reason why it's called Wildcat Sports and Entertainment. And he thought that I would have the good look for Buddy Roberts. And I mean and to be honest, some people might say take that as a backhanded compliment. But I mean, hell, it, it God's honest truth. I, I put a lot of work in my craft just like any other guy. So I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, my 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 co- our coaching staff of Wildcat Sports is something else. Luke, I'll never forget, Luke told me something and he was honest with me from the get go. He's like, Look, I don't know if you're ever gonna go to WWE, he says, but a Wildcat, you could definitely be somebody if you wanna be. And uh I mean, I love where I'm at. And I mean, look at all the great things that it has afforded me. I mean, again, I'm I'm gonna be in a movie that is going to be released nationwide with some of the top talent in the cinema today. You know what I mean? It's, it's surreal. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm again, I couldn't, when I found out you played in the part of buddy Roberts, I was like, they got the dude who is buddy Roberts. I mean, it, it I've just, I just know I've seen you, uh, you know, people who watch this movie, they, they may not have seen you in the ring, I've seen you in the ring and thus I know, yeah, he, he, he's buddy. He, he is, he is buddy Roberts for sure. Um, the smaller person in the free birds, the guy who got took a whipping and all that good stuff. I, I can tell you now. So I'm going to ask this question cause I got it from my co-host Lance and I've seen, uh, the picture with you and Hayes and, uh, Gordy or the, the guys playing Hayes and Gordy that is. And I see there's a picture of you with the headgear on and Lance uh-huh. said, you know, Lance was telling me, he said, hey, man, ask him this. You know, we've seen I've seen the trailer uh, with with Buddy and the perm, but we also saw the picture where you've got the headgear on. So Lance's question was, do, are there wrestling scenes in the movie where you're also wearing the headgear uh, as well? Because I saw in the, the, the trailer, you know, you got the perm, but in the picture, I've seen the headgear. Do you have scenes with both? Um, in the movie, I was going to assume yes, but I figured I'd ask you. So let's do this. Let's do this. What is the one setup of ring gear that the Freebirds wore that you knew they would never show in a Hollywood movie? Oh, the 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 uh, the rebel flag. Correct. Yeah. So the T I'll give you is. The rebel flags were on the table. They had the concept art and the everything all done. They were ready to go with it. Um, the headgear, we're going to leave that for the actual fans that go to see the movie, whether or not they want to decide if this studio would, did Buddy Roberts justice. Okay. They're going to have to go. He's going to have to go see it to, to, if, Again, it's one of those things you can anticipate it all day, but what if it never happens? But again, that was a big part of his character, right? Yeah, because he lo- he loses his hair uh, after the match with Iceman King Parsons, and I think it was '83. And uh, forgive me if I got the year wrong. Um, but uh, for anybody out there listening, but I grew up on his stuff. I just I never can remember exact years. I can remember roundabouts. Anyway, he loses his hair uh, due to the, the due to the due to his own Freebird hair cream, and then he shows up with uh, with the headgear because he's got to cover the fact that he doesn't have hair. Ironically, in right. in real life. 
he wears that headgear much longer than it would have taken for his actual hair to grow back, which was hilarious uh, if you watched it back in the right. day and you watch it now. Um, but I, I'm just, I just, I, I can tell you now, um, I, I saw that picture. I actually saw the picture before I watched the trailer. And I'm like, right. that motherfucker looks like Buddy Roberts. Like, uh, it just it hit me. I'm like, he, he looks like Buddy Roberts. Um, uh, Wait, did, so did I thought it was that, great. Did you see that side did you see that side by side I did with Buddy and myself? It was. A, I don't think I, I did. I think it was. A, it was a, an old style picture they had of him. Okay, I don't think I did. I, I don't think I saw it. I mean, I have to dig it up and send it to you. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. I, I even had my own kids look at me and be like, I mean, kind of, Dad. I was like, I was like, man, look, I'm gonna be wrestling in the ring. I was like, they're not gonna really, you know, like they'll see me, but they're not gonna, you know, I'm I'm portraying, you know, someone from history, and they're like, yeah, well, I mean. You know, kids nowadays like it, it. It's really difficult to uh, to surprise them. And then they found out who was in the movie, and they're like, "Okay, well, that's kind of cool." I'm like, "Yeah, thank you, thank you." Like, I don't <laughs> know what I got to do to impress them. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Send that to me. I, I definitely want to see it. I definitely want to see it. Um, so, um, another question Lance had before we continue. Lance was asking me, you know, in the trailer they show the scene outside of the sportatorium um and i'm not sure what he's mean i I know what he means by this but i'll ask it because it may he may want to know a little more but he's like was that done post-production or they did they build the facade of the sportatorium um the outside shot i i I wasn't a part of so i have no idea with okay but the inside the inside stuff they uh they they created it i mean they they built everything Um, okay which is which is neat because again it's one of the things was is when we worked on heels, the arena that all the wrestling takes place on is a real arena. Like they literally built it from the ground up, and then we just put the ring in the center. Like it, it for all intents and purposes, it was functioning because you had to have the fans in it. And they did right, the same right. thing. In, um, I, they had the same thing in Iron Claw. Um, we did do. Let me see. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give a, a taste because they didn't. They didn't really show but a second of this in the trailer. Um, we did do a on-site shoot for a match, and um, that that I think will very much make people very excited about the movie to see that scene with that match being uh, recreated. Like mm. I said, I don't want to give too much, but I want to give just enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 scene. I mean, I. I... I never actually set foot in the sportatorium. Uh, Lance would go every Friday night. Mm-hmm. The, this, the, I, I can tell you, um, to me, as someone who watched it on TV weekly, it, it looks legit. Like it looks like, I mean, they did a great job in that scene from the outside that Lance is talking about. It looks, it looks just like the sportatorium from the outside. I mean, it's a real quick clip. So, I mean, it's not like they walked around the building or something as they were doing it, but I just, I just know it looked phenomenal when you look at it from, from uh, that outside shot and inside. So that was really cool. So they literally built, I guess, a little, we call it arena building uh, to, to, to build it up. Yeah. Wow, that's a, I mean, and you, it looks like that. I mean, it, it doesn't look like they just went into somebody's high school gym. Again, I'm basing this on the trailer. I haven't seen anything right, else. Right. I've only seen the two the, and a half the, minutes I, of the trailer. Again, a prime example is for heels. You go back and watch heels. Everything that they do in that arena, that was all an arena that was built by hand, by, by the stagehands. Like, it wasn't an actual, it was on the Tyler Perry studio, uh, Tyler Perry studio set lot. 
you know? Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, I mean, it looks impressive. I mean, the heels one was very impressive. I mean, it, it wasn't the thing with the heels arena, as we call it, it wasn't made to look like something from the past. It was just a fictitious, uh, like, you know, a uh, building that they were having this wrestling it was, fit in. It was made, the, the Duffy, the Duffy arena is supposed to be made to, it's supposed to have that, that country feel that mom and dad, right. mom and pop feel that that's what they was portraying. Cause again, it was in the woods, you know, right. Duffy, like it, you know, it's just it's it's a it's a a six red light town, you know, it's not very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nah, it makes sense. Yeah. And um, I mean, what was it like? Heels very heels being very or family oriented, just like it's going to be with Iron Claw. It's a very family oriented movie. Let's be honest, that's what it is. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that they, they, they want to tell the story of uh of the Von Erichs. What was it like working with uh like Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen, those guys? Super cool. They were very, they were very laid back, and um, they they take direction extremely well. Um, extremely yeah. well. There's a scene with uh Jeremy and I, um, and uh we're going over headlocks, and uh man he grabbed he grabbed a hold of me bar and he had me like I owed him money. He had <laughs> me. Uh, uh, and so we run the spot, and and Luke's going over, over it with him. And uh, Luke was finished what he was saying, and, I, and Jeremy looked at me, and uh, I said, hey, man, I said, flex, don't squeeze. And uh, Luke's like, yeah, yeah, don't do not don't do that. You'll, you'll tear his head off. And I look at old boy, my face is red, my ears are red. And he's, man, I'm sorry. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, this is what I'm here for. I said, but I'm telling you, flex, don't squeeze. All right, I got it. And we never had the conversation again. I mean, it was he was more mortified that he hurt me. And I'm like, Luke has beat me way worse than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you think about some matches you have where you're just taking a just a brutal beating. Is it but it's interesting though, like the I, the reason I asked that question is because it does make sense when you say like, hey, well, how was Zach or Jeremy to work with? I, the reason I asked that is because um and want to know is just the answer you gave where you're like they take direction well which makes sense they're actors like that's their job they're right. ultimate, like they are successful uh hollywood actors and their job is to is to take direction well when it comes to a movie that's because they're acting out the the parts that they're playing uh so right. it, it is uh cool and you know just I, I thought of that. I remember talking to Luke about heels, you know, and he was saying like Stephen Mel was just super cool to work with and, and you know, just the just the it, it's not what you think it is. I, I don't even want to say it's not what you think it is, but just working with people like that, uh, you may have a certain preconceived notion of how it's gonna be, but he was like, Man, he was just real cool to work with and took took to it really, really good. See, it, it, it's funny because, like, um, like Zach Efron, very, very humble guy. He, uh, it's we were go, we were rehearsing, and all of the Freebirds were there. So it was uh, Brady Pierce, Silas, and myself, and we're working with um, we're, the only actor that was there was Zach, and uh, we're we're doing things, we're going over spots, and um, Zach, we kind of sat there, we had a break, and Zach looked over at at all uh, me and Brady sitting on the corner. And he says, man, he says, uh, tomorrow when we film, he says, I, I hope them uh, I hope them guys that are in the ring with us tomorrow, I hope they half as good as y'all. And uh, we kind of look at him, we chuckle a little bit, we're like, but for filming tomorrow, right? And he says, yeah, he says, no, he says, you're going to work with us tomorrow. And he turned around and looked at him, he says, man, are you serious? He's like, I was like, yeah, well, you know, we're the stunt actors. And he goes, oh, man, tomorrow's going to be great. And then we shot, we shot some of the best stuff. I mean, we shot, we finished up what we were shooting, 
But um, it's funny that he was that excited about us actually being the ones to work with him. You know, I mean, it, he was he was super nice. He really was. I'll be damned, man! You can't beat that, dude. Like, you know, that's a compliment. It's a hell of a compliment. I mean, what is it? Um, I seen a, an interview with him after Baywatch, and uh, he was doing uh, the water. I don't know. I forget what the, what the the diet was called, but he uh he didn't drink water up until or after when he was shooting. So like, he was super shredded. Um, I know your your fans are gonna blast me online because I should know what that diet was. No, I mean um, he I he's pr he was probably just leaning out, and then if he's if he's really really lean, he probably was just kind of dehydrating himself to you know, get that water, like, smoothness off his body. Especially when you get to a certain point where you're super lean, you, you'll you'll dehydrate yourself. And, right. and it, it, you will look more cut just from that. Like, I know bodybuilders used to do that. I don't know if they still do. Hell, I ain't paid attention to bodybuilding in 20 years. But I don't. it sounds like that may have been what he was trying to do. Yeah, that's what in – in, in, in the interview, he was like, yeah, he was like, I'll never train like that again. And I asked him about it. He was like, dude, it was the – he's like, it's the first – and the only time I ever did it. And uh, he, man, he looks amazing for Iron Claw, dude. It is fantastic. He looks amazing. It's sick. Yeah, it's funny because uh, when, the, when the pictures were just starting to float around about how he looked and people that didn't know what the hell he was doing were making comments about it. I saw it on social media. Like, what the hell happened to Zach Efron? What's he doing with himself? And and they have no idea <laughs> the party's playing, and I'm like, actually, he doesn't look far off from the, from the dude at that point. The pictures I seen, I was like, he doesn't look far off from the person that he's gonna be playing. So, right. um, you know, uh, this is several several months back. I mean, early 2022, maybe uh, maybe before that. I don't remember when y'all first started shooting, but anyway, um, it just yeah, he he looks. I mean, the again from what I've seen. He looks amazing, and I, I, you know, hats off to him because that's that's a job in itself to get your body to look like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of time, a whole lot of work, a whole lot yeah. of work. Hey, so you are Buddy Roberts. I know who Brady is, um, Pierce uh, from Wildcat as well, and he was in heels. He's Hayes. Who did you say is Gordy? Silas. He's from uh, NWA. Okay. Okay. I didn't, dude, honestly, I didn't even realize it. I've been so focused on you and Brady as uh, Hayes and Roberts. Um, I did not realize that that was him. Holy crap. All right. That See, makes sense. I thought, I thought their casting, both of their casting was better than mine. I mean, Brady as, as Hayes, I mean, come on, like the strut, like Brady had all that stuff down. Yeah, Brady's a little bit more cut than Michael Hayes ever was, but I I, the, I get it because of his personality. Like, I, see again, this is one of those things where if you know and have seen you and Brady wrestle in in real life, I say real life, but at a Wildcat show, because I've seen you all wrestle, I get why Brady makes a good Hayes, and I get why you make a good Roberts. Um, so I I want the audience as they listen to this. I want them to to know, like I I see, I have that perspective that maybe some people haven't seen from you all on the indie scene doing that. So, um, I get it. Yeah, Br Brady definitely. I can see him being Michael Hayes. And now that I think about it, put the frizzy hair on his head like Gordy had, I could see Terry Gordy, um, in him. Um, 
because he's just a badass like Gordy was. Makes sense. So you think they casted them better than they casted you? I mean, I, I like I said, even with um, with uh, with Brady. I mean, you could tell they just they killed it. I mean, I, I, again, the mannerisms. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, granted Hollywood, they do the makeup, but I mean, it was it was really super cool. So Silas Mason played. Um, play Gordy. Yes, and I mean, okay. like I said, he all the mannerisms from the stomping to the you know the way the way that he would hold his hands up his head, like every every motion with it. I mean, if it, they, I think the casting was better for both of them as Terry Gordy and Hayes than for have, me being uh, Buddy Roberts, you know. But I mean, again, it's it's Brady Pierce. I mean, look at the things both of them guys have been doing in NWA, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, but but don't sell yourself short, man. Um, you you deserve to be Buddy Roberts. I'm telling you, man. If, if when I first saw the picture, I'm like, uh, yeah. And I saw the picture after I knew you were playing Buddy because me and Harper were talking. Harper told me, yeah, yeah, he's playing part of Buddy. I I knew then, so I was like, oh, okay. But when I saw the picture, I was like, oh yeah, that that's it. Like that is it. And um, man, I'm, I'm glad for you. Time- that is the first time I've ever worn trunks in my entire career. Yeah, because you never, usually yeah, yeah you you don't you don't usually wear the the just regular trunks. You got the long tights and then the singlet. There's other pictures that I didn't post that <laughs> you know like just watch. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, buddy, buddy had the the buddy would wear just the tight just just the trunks. He he didn't. He wasn't like uh, later on. I remember in '88, he he had long tights uh, and he started to get a little pudgy around the waist a little bit more. But uh, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. I, like I said, I'm really excited to see. Just again, you the people watching the movie obviously are watching it for the Von Erichs, but I think I don't sell yourself short on this. Most like wrestling purists and old school wrestling fans, because Lance and I have had this discussion, uh, my co-host and. We we have even said it's like we actually can't wait to see all the other stuff like how, you know, how true to the things that we remember and things like that. So that that is the part that I can't wait to see as we talk about this. I want to see how 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 you all look and, and even other aspects and the others look and the refs look and how they portray it all, because while it is about the Von Erics, you can't tell the Von Erichs story without the Freebirds. I mean, you just can't. That's absolutely it's, right. That's right. It's, it's it. They they they're like a package that come together. Don't get me wrong. The Von Erichs were the faces, and they were the the popular baby faces in the promotion. But like, there's there's no story without the heels that that made that thing go as well. Right. I mean, it it, it one of the things I say, and Jay Spade is a big part of me you know, my trend, my, my journey with professional wrestling when I first got in. And it was one of the things when he and I did our feud, that that's exactly is, is I can't really talk about Danny Flamingo without ever not mentioning Jay Spade. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, again, you, you, when you talk about this in general, you got the Von Erics who were the, that is wrestling royalty. And by definition, part of the reason why they're that royalty is being the fabulous Freebirds. I mean, just it, it's it really is crazy. It really is like it's very. I have trouble finding the words sometimes thinking about 
what I get to do with this going forward as professional wrestling. Like it's, it will always be etched in forever in history, you know? Yeah. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's uh, I can't wait to see it uh, again. I, I'm even more looking forward to it. Cause you know, I know you and you're in it and uh, I don't really know Brady. I mean, I may have shook hands with him at a Wildcat show, but outside of that, uh, don't really know him. I know you've wrestled him uh, on one or two of the shows I've been to. So I look forward to seeing him as Hayes and just seeing the free birds and y'all bumping for for these uh, talented stars. And I just want to see, man, I'm, I'm anxious for it. I look forward to seeing it. So it comes out, what, December 22nd, is it? That comes out, the end of the year is very big. You got Iron Claw coming up December 22nd, and then you have the Revolution Rumble, Wildcat Sports Anniversary Show, uh, November 18th. 18th, that's right. And I'll be wrestling uh, Chuck Devon for the Revolution Heavyweight title, and you actually have Brady Pierce, who is Wildcat Sports Heavyweight Champion, is wrestling PJ Hawks. At the Rumble, that's right. Is it, is yeah, it 18th a Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday. Saturday. Um, okay. After Brady won the heavyweight title, uh, Bra- I was Brady's first title defense, and it ended up going a lot longer than he thought it was gonna. So, yeah. I mean, so Brady, if- Brady is Brady is every bit as good as he is in that ring as as he says he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's good. I've seen him. Up close and personal, uh, quite a few times. He is he is excellent. Even and again, he's 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 great as an actor too. That's the the funny part. The first time I saw him, um, I had actually seen him in heels, I believe before I even saw him in the ring. So uh, he he's pretty damn good in both. So definitely looking forward well, to. I mean, it. So we got the I, in, in heels and heels. He was a stunt double, right? And then um, I know he I know he's done other work. I know he was in Walking Dead and stuff like that. Like he and he's done commercial work as well. He's in a car. Uh, I forget. What, I think it was a Nissan commercial. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but I want to say it's what it was. Um, so I mean, he's he's done a lot. He's done a decent amount of work. Um, I mean, again, it's one of these things where it just happens overnight. His heels was what you know that was one of his big breaks. You know, and I mean, he's been hustling ever since. I mean, he's a hard worker. He's cha- He's not Wildcat Sports champion for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Makes sense to me. All right, man. What did I miss, man? Anything I was supposed to ask you that I didn't ask you about the movie? I want to make sure you plug the movie in and uh, plug Wildcat as well for November 18th. Um, No, I mean, I think I think we pretty much covered all of it. I mean, there's the one thing that we talk about almost every time we see each other and random times when we get to talk on the phone like this. Otherwise, it's a text message. But, I mean, there's always that match that you <laughs> and I are supposed to have. Um, this is actually the first year that I will not be in a Revolution Rumble since its inception. Um, but I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, man, I still haven't got to wrestle you. And, I mean, you you, you said, I mean, all but said that you would actually come out of retirement to wrestle me one time if it made sense. Yeah, I'd do it one time if it made sense. Now, keep in mind, I am almost 50 now. <laughs> I'm I'm getting close to 50 so if it's gonna happen it's gonna have to happen quick and uh my wife might need to be in the negotiations for this to get, but I would I would do it and I keep telling a certain somebody at Wildcat that um you know so you just yeah it's got it's definitely got to make sense it can't be just 
Oh, just because the last thing I want to be, and this is all sincerity for me. The last thing I want to be is one of these idiots who, who is, is in a ring and has no business being in one. And I think, you know what I'm talking about when you see these turds out there. (laughs) Um, So, but I, I, dude, I, I would love to. Uh, you just got to get your boy on it, man. He's he's the one you got to convince. I'm I'm never getting off of that until I'm never getting <laughs> off of that. So we'll just it's gonna be there. It's gonna be all there. right. So it'll be yeah. it'll be to be continued. To be continued. To be, to be continued. But like I said, I ain't getting no younger, man. I'm getting closer and closer to fifty every year. So, and I ain't too far off now, man. My birthday how, is how next week. Uh, forty-eight. 48. See, look, now look, there's not, there's not that much time between us. It's only eight years. I totally agree. It's not a lot, but what I will tell you is something I noticed at 40, all of a sudden, and Luke and I argue about this. He's like, oh, bullshit. You know, there's people, they hit their peak after 40. I'm like, Luke, I don't take any, I'm not like a supplement person. Like, you know, I, I work out, I do my thing. But I don't really, outside of vitamins, vitamin D, multivitamins, thing like that, I don't, re- I don't right. really take anything. I'm not like big in protein powders anymore. So I, I train, but I just train as just, you know, it's just natural. There's nothing I'm putting in me, um, you know, protein powders. I'm not taking fat burners, things like that. Um, right. And, and I noticed like when I hit 40, man, it, it's like a downhill slide. There's things you just can't do anymore. I, I notice it when I'm, whenever I do like wind sprints and things like that, I can't, I just, your legs and muscles just don't function the way they used to. Uh, they're, they're, you just get a little weaker and it's all right. That's, 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 that's how it works. That's how the body is. But uh, that's why I say those eight years are a lot more than what they feel like. Cause I know when I, mean, I was 40, I could lift a lot more than at 48. Well, I mean, don't you think that you work a little smarter now than you do and you worked a little harder back then? Oh, no doubt. And see, here's the thing, though, man. I ain't been in a wrestling ring since, like, it's like 16 years now. Like, this, see, that's that almost my, two decades. That was my next question. How long has it been since you've been in a ring? Yeah. I mean, we're we talking two decades. Like, it's it's getting close to two decades. So, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of time of just not being in a ring. I mean, I've, I've got in a ring, stood in one, but, like, you know, I ain't ran the ropes. Yeah, but we know I, it. We exactly. Yeah, we know what you mean. You ain't been in the ring in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we'll see, man. Like I said, you just got to convince him, and uh, I, 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 mean, I can't go out there and embarrass myself. That's the other part. I can't embarrass myself. I tell you that. what, I mean, the, but- the the listeners of BTT. They they ask me about it, especially the ones that go to the Wildcat thing every year when we when, when y'all do when we do X rated. They right. always ask me, like, man, you really going to make that happen one of these years with Danny Flamingo? I'm like, y'all got to ask the head man a Wildcat. I mean, anything, anything's possible, but we've been saying that for a long time. So, I mean, I guess we got to <laughs> figure out something. We got to make something happen. We got to make something happen. You know, he, back when, I think it was the 2018 one. Yeah, because... No, 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 19, because the pandemic hit in 20, and we were we were going to come down for that one, and then it got canceled. So this was the 2019 X-rated show. We were talking to him that night, and 
I said specifically, I was like, look, it can't be long. It's got to be something quick. And then he even said, he was like, all right, well, if we're going to do it, you know, we'll have to have you come down cut some promos and, and he'll cut some promos. And I was like, all right, well, that sounds great to me. Let, you know, I remember, I remember saying that to Luke, you know, so he, it, it, it was, it was in his mind at that point. All right, maybe okay i i can see it if if we go that route and then the pandemic hit and the 2021 got canceled and then we kind of have touched upon it since then but uh yeah i don't know man yeah you got to get on your boy man i mean look he gets you these great parts dude tell him to get you that great match with the with the with the old man <laughs> I mean, again, it, it's luck, and I, I'm a firm believer in anything is possible. Like you said, though, it has to make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't so, do I mean, it. You know, it's like anything in wrestling. People, that, when when you know this, and, and I know it, when shit is just thrown together and thrown up against a wall, ninety nine percent of the time it doesn't work, and that's not what you want it to be. You want it to make sense. You want it to be something correct. that, you know, the whole reason you want to do it, and you you even said it to him back then was. You know, hey, this is one thing I want to do. But the reason you want to do it because you would want it to make sense. There's got to be the right story behind it. And I think there is actually, as we talk, there is a built-in story. I mean, you have it. You described it at the beginning of this show. It's just a matter of, like, putting that together and and then doing it for Wildcat. Right. Well, I mean, like, I got to wrestle with Joe Kane. I got to tag with Joe Kane um, and and, uh, Lake Charles one time. So it would be – it really would be fucking cool – whether we tag or we work a match or whatever it is, like it would really be cool to be in the ring with you. I'll stand on the apron and cheer you on, man. <laughs> See, now look, I was looking for a little bit more than that, a little come on, a little bit more. But uh, you know what? It, we will see. We will see. <laughs> we will see for sure, man. But uh, uh, Devin, man, I appreciate it. As always, thank you for doing the show again uh, for the second time. It's amazing. It's been eight years and uh, got you back on. So. Good shit. I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, congrats on the success with not only Heels, but the movie. And I know the movie isn't out yet, but I know it's going to be good. And uh, I'll just say this to all the wrestling fans out there. You know, we we can be some of our uh, greatest critics when it comes to a movie made about the things that we love. And Lance and I talked about this. So uh, I would just ask all wrestling fans, you know, go into this with an open mind uh, in terms of it. it is Hollywood. And uh, I. I haven't seen it and I haven't asked Devin to give me any like, you know, inside information, but you know, let's just know that this is a movie and it's talking about the, the Von Erics, but it might not be exact to what you may remember from 1982 when the feud kicks off in 1983 and 84 and 85 and beyond. So uh, go into an open mind and, and just have the appreciation that Hollywood thought enough to put this together for us because it's a big thing. Like you said, nationwide, you can't say that about a lot of wrestling movies. It just it's just not something that's happened a million times over the years. It's happened, but just not a ton. So I think that's a I think that's a great thing and I think so, we should uh we should appreciate that. With with that, it's like one of the things where it's like, you know, Hollywood will do a, uh their take on a story. And especially if it's being drawn from life like this. And yes. the realist or the the hardcore diehard fans or even family members might say, you know, no, this isn't right, and, and they are going to pick it apart. Everybody's always going to do that. But looking at it is, is when you have the movie The Wrestler, and you and I have spoken about this, when you go to have the movie The Wrestler, the locker room scenes in that movie is 
pretty much spot on what a good locker room is supposed to be working like. Yeah. And if you can't if you can't recall it on the top of your head, go back and watch that scene. Because you yep. got guys like R Truth in that scene and things like that, right? I was mm-hmm. very upset about that scene. I did not like that scene because it was as accurate as it was. And you know, and anybody that has worked a match that's listening to this this podcast knows that what what is in our locker room is very sacred. No one is just invited into the locker room. Like you, there's got to be a reason for you to be in said locker room. Yeah, you a know, reputable there, locker there are, room. Yes. Yep. The, there are wives that their husbands have been professional wrestlers for 20 and 30 years, and they've never seen the inside of a locker room because there was no reason for it. it it's a respect thing. I, and again, I thought the movie The Wrestler was really good. It was, it was very, very, very good. That scene I didn't like as a worker because I felt it pulled back that curtain a little too much. With, the, with Iron Claw, I would ask all of our fans – Two, like you say, go see, go be, have an open mind about it. But it is someone's version of these events. Right. And versions of events can always be told from a different perspective is the best way I can say it. You know, that's a great way to put it. That is a great way to put it. Totally agree. Like I, I I just, and I have to say, the only reason I said that is because like I, I, I saw when you posted some pictures and then there were a few other pictures posted. The first thing I saw was wrestling fans critiquing some of the pictures that had been posted. And I'm like, guys, just be happy that they're like, you know, this is kind of like a celebration of something that we really like and love, you know? So it's a, it's a story about a a, a passion that we all have with, with professional wrestling. So, you know, while, while, while we can maybe discuss things uh, professionally and be a little critical of maybe certain things, don't ever forget the fact that, Man, it hey, Hollywood thought enough to make a movie about this thing that we really enjoy. And and that that was that's more of the point that I was like really wanted to drive home when I say, you know, have an open mind. And I think most people will. I think most people will go enjoy it and and not really like overanalyze it. You know what's funny is is that pro wrestler pro the pro wrestling community and that means from the WWE guys to Anybody that steps through the ropes, steps through the curtain, it's in front of the camera. You look at it this way, is being that this piece of professional wrestling history and everyone that is involved with it, no matter what, the, the, the executives and the people who decided to do this movie, they picked a winner because of the fact that even if, no matter what, every professional wrestling fan is going to go see this movie so they can talk about it whether it's good or it's bad it will not matter yeah everyone is going to all of us are going to show out and when Mm -hmm. i say us i mean because everybody that has stepped through the ropes and everybody that has ever uttered the words i want to be a professional wrestler has been picked on at some point in their life boy no kidding this this movie will literally speak to all of us so when you hear guys like like me and my co-stars that say it was very much an honor and a privilege to be attached to this movie is a vast understatement. Again, it's one of these things where no matter what someone, everyone is every professional wrestling fan will go see this movie so they can talk about it. Yeah. Remember during the Monday night wars, 
when football ratings were in the gutter because no one gave a damn about the NFL because they wanted to know what the NWO or DX was going to do next. We, as pro wrestling fans, did that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so and I don't remember the, the specific numbers, but but it I don't remember the specific numbers back then, but but um there was a drop in NFL ratings on Monday Night Football because of because of pro wrestling. So, yeah, they, I know exactly what the, you mean. They man, they treated the NFL like they were a redheaded stepchild. It was brutal. I mean, yeah. you think about it, this was Stone Cold Steve Austin's heyday. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was again, this is, we always talk about Mid-South and world-class championship wrestling. These were all things that, again, most of those people are still alive. We, again, we all grew up on this. Yeah. Everyone, everyone will see this movie. There are enough wrestling fans. Again, it's, it's, again that's why I say it. it's very much an honor to be attached to this, and this will be wrestling history. Yep. You know? Yeah, I, I think it would be great. Like I said, like you said, you said the key, nationwide. And I think that's what, what matters here. It's it's not just some regional thing. Nationwide, everybody, everybody, not just wrestling fans, but everybody will get to see this story. And and like you said, it's a version of the story and it's it's somebody's uh you know, recollection of it. So enjoy it. Try not to nitpick it. And I'm telling that to myself, not just uh not just wrestling <laughs> fans. I, oh, I, I- I cannot wait to talk to you about this movie. I cannot yeah. wait to talk to you about it. I mean, you know, I just I it, the the first thing the first thing you notice when you when you watch the trailer, like I remember thinking, all right, let's look at those ring ropes. So if 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 Buddy is in there with the frizzy head and Hayes and Gordy, oh, are those ring ropes are they the right color? Are the turnbuckles the right color? Like I, I can tell you right now, you didn't hear it, but if you are a patron of ours, uh, you heard Lance and I talk about that on the last World Class show. I, I'll, 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 it's just a tease. If in case you're not a patron, you can go listen to what Lance and I had to say about the ring rope colors from the scene in the trailer and, and the turnbuckle colors, I should say, uh, from the scene in the trailer because Lance and I were talking about that. Those are the little things that I'm that I'm that I'm saying. You know, you'll have a, like a hardcore wrestling fan will be like, "Wait, that's that might not be exactly right." You can't get hung up on that stuff. You got to just appreciate yeah, the fact that no. they're covering. They're covering something that you grew up watching and love. So, um, all right, last thing, December 22nd, the movie comes out. Go check it out nationwide, The Iron Claw, and Wildcat Sports, The Revolution Rumble, November 18th. Uh, it is, is it in Metairie? Where's it at? Where's it at, uh, Devin? It is It is at Bonneville High School in Metairie, or I should say Kenner. Um, and, again, like I said, you got Brady Pierce defending the Wildcat Sports heavyweight title against P.J. Hawks. Um, you got myself going uh, head-to-head with Chuck Devine for the Wildcat Sports Revolution title. So uh, it's um, it's going to be a good time. Like I said, we're going to end this year with a bang. It's going to be fantastic, baby, a beautiful thing. Looking forward to it. Wish I could make it on the 18th, but uh, that's not going to happen this year. But we'll see. You know, oh, Minister Society oh, may be at a – um, Minister Society may be at an upcoming Wildcat show, depending on if uh, the Booker man – Decides to 
do something. We'll see. Stay tuned. That's all I'll say. No promises here. All right, man. Well, look, I appreciate you joining the show. We're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks again, everyone. If you're listening to this early, it's because you are a BTT Patreon member. If you are listening to this a couple weeks after we dropped it for patrons, uh, we got tons of other Patreon content available just like this on our Patreon where we covered, actually, World Class Championship Wrestling from 1982 all the way through 1988. Myself and Lance Peterson, who grew up watching uh, the Von Erics and WCCW, and he uh, was at the Sportatorium almost every single Friday uh, during its, uh, I don't want to say during its heyday, that wouldn't be uh, quite accurate, but he was there plenty of times, and a lot of people know who he is just based on the fact that he is known as the world-class wrestling historian online, uh, on Twitter especially. So uh, check out the shows, tinyurl.com slash BTT is how you can sign up and become a BTT patron. You get access to over 400-plus Patreon-exclusive shows that are not available on our free feed that are available there, uh, including, like I said, all of the world-class shows. I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, Devin, Danny Flamingo, appreciate it again. Thank you for joining me. Always a great time. Uh, And on that note, we're out. 